know, I'd quit a corporate job, making decent money. I wasn't making any money, and I thought my world was gonna collapse, and I realized, like, shit, I actually don't, don't need a lot of money to enjoy my life. I just need to surf and really hang out with my friends and family and, right, and put my passions, you know, really apply my passions. Then I'm a happy guy. What's up, you freaks? Thanks for tuning in to the podcast. My name's Connor McNeil. People call me Steel. I used to be called Rainstick. You call me whatever the fuck you want. I'm dealing with a fruit fly problem in my kitchen. They're fucking fast. They somehow got everywhere, came down. There was just like dozens of them. And I've been chopping them down left and right, and I think I'm down to single digits. But what I'm asking for right now is if anyone has a, a solution to fruit flies, Hit me with it, because your boy is kind of sick of doing the Mr. Miyagi thing. Like always, my friends, this podcast is brought to you by our friends, Hemp House Goodies, some kick-ass CBD. Go check them out at Hemp House Goodies on Instagram or HempHouseGoodies.com. Anyways, today on the podcast, we got none other than Socrates Rosenfeld, co-founder of a little company called iHeartJane. Socrates is a former army ranger, which is pretty badass in itself, and iHeartJane is a cannabis marketplace where it's trying to be the Amazon of cannabis, where you go and put in your location and it aggregates all the dispensaries, all the different types of weed that are around you, and it gives you the best solution to your fix, you know what I'm saying? You want that cheese, you want that purple kush, you want that OG, iHeartJane's probably going to tell you where to get it. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, hit me with the fruit fly answers. But I'm going to present to you Socrates Rosen. She was living in a single room with three other individuals. One of them was a male and the other two, well, the other two were females. God only knows what they were up to in there. And furthermore, Susan, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised to learn that all four of them habitually smoke marijuana cigarettes. Reefers. So we're here with Socrates Rosenfeld from iHeartJane. He is CEO, co-founder, co-founder, co-founder. What other titles you got? Uh, garbage guy, dishwasher, yep. whatever it is, man. Wearing many, many hats. You got Wearing it. many hats. You got it. So Socrates has a pretty sweet company, which we'll get into, but he has an even better story. So I kind of want to just start from the beginning. Yeah. We grew up in pretty close to each other. I'm from Wayland, and he's from Newton, Newton. right? Yeah. Yep. Wayland wrestling team kicked my butt growing up. Yeah, yeah. we had a good, good, good wrestling room. team. Good room. Yeah. So after after you graduated from Newton North, right? Uh, Newton South. Newton South. Yep. Where did you go? I went to West Point. Went to West Point. Yep. Cool. Uh, ended up going to West Point for college. Um, I joked that I graduated just barely, uh, but it doesn't matter because all you need to do is graduate and you get to go to the Army. Um, so I commissioned the U.S. Army. I flew Apache helicopters for a while. Damn. Um, went to ranger school, went to Korea, and then ultimately co um, commanded a company in Baghdad, Iraq. Really? Yeah. Um, which was a, a wild experience, man. Yeah, um, I'm sure. And then wanted to do something else and ended up getting out of the service and, and going coming back here to Boston to for grad school at MIT. 
That's wild because obviously the military isn't like there's probably not a lot of people from the military who get into this industry, right? No. Uh, more and more, it's it's slowly becoming talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of veterans that consume cannabis, right. um, but not as many veterans, you know, two, three years ago that were involved in the space as operators. And, and now there are more and more of them because, you know, veterans are, are great for any workforce, particularly in cannabis, in my opinion. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So... Damn, I didn't know you were a ranger. Yeah, just yeah, ranger qualified. So yeah, Yeah. wow. So the way I understand like that setup, right? Yeah. What they'll do is like the seals would go in, right? They'll infiltrate. Yeah. And then the rangers come in, and you guys kind of like once the seals like infiltrate, you guys are like, okay, we got this now. Yeah. um, So I was. So there's two separate factions of what a ranger is. You have the ranger school. Yep. um, Where they like they starve you and it's cold and it's miserable. Mm -hmm. And then you are kind of ranger qualified. And then they have a ranger unit, which I wasn't a part of. I went to the school. I was a pilot. Okay. But the ranger unit, those are the guys uh, that are like, hey, um, you see that airfield? Go and just take that airfield. Damn. And they're a bunch of (laughs) young, you know, very uh, aggressive men that come in and and will take an airfield or a town or something like that. That's badass. Good friends to know. Crap. Yeah. Yeah. So... Ranger school happens. Yep. You finish your time serving, right? Finish my time serving. Decide to get out. Um, I find myself at MIT. Underestimated the challenge of coming from combat into the classroom. I was a very intense human being. You know, naturally, I was even more intense because I was trained in, in life and death decisions. Right. Got to the classroom and, like, everything was intense. The way I took notes was intense. The way I had a cup of coffee was intense. I couldn't, you know, dial it down. Um, And so my wife actually was like, hey, maybe you should smoke a joint. And um, (laughs) chill chill out a little bit. Yeah, chill out. And, uh, you know, I was against it most of my life. I was 29 when I first consumed cannabis. And I thought it makes you, all the, the, can I swear on this? All All the BS that you hear, you know, the, it makes you dumb, it makes you lazy, it's unhealthy, all these crazy things. And um, I, I tried it for the very first time and it changed my life, man. It, um, it brought me a sense of presence. It allowed me to really connect with my loved ones again. I think most importantly, is it allows you to connect with your own self right. in the most authentic way. And so I wasn't just Captain Rosenfeld, Army Ranger, Apache helicopter pilot, but I was Socrates again. Damn. Um, and I was more than what I was in the army and that was a huge eye-opening experience for me um so here I am at MIT this is MIT Sloan right MIT Sloan so for those of you who don't know that's like one of the most badass uh <laughs> is it MBA program is it? Yeah, yeah business MBA. school program you got yeah. it you got it um, in the country and everyone knows MIT and this is like next step <laughs> up <laughs> uh it was a really good school um and allowed me you know I valued my time there because it allowed me to Get out of my comfort zone, mm-hmm. you know, grow my hair out. Um, you had long hair? I, I, I did. Uh, I mean, when I say long hair, I mean, like, when I was at, in the Army, obviously, my head was shaved. Right. So this is kind of long for me. Not, I got to watch on your flow. Right. It's, it's a good flow. You yeah. Got We're, uh, we got a competition, Troy and Do I. You? Yeah, it's just a gentleman's bet. But who, who can, can go? go? Yeah, who can go the longest? God. Yeah, it's been, like, six, seven months now. Oh. Yeah. That's great. What do you get if you win? We haven't decided, but like, I think it's more just going to be like for the rest of our lives, we can hold it over each other's heads, you know? 
Who is more stubborn? Let's see. I, I think like I'm going to win. I would venture to say. Yeah. I would bet on you. Appreciate that. Yeah, no worries, man. Yeah, um, <laughs> so uh, I was at MIT studying like Uber and Airbnb and seeing how fast growth technology can really transform an industry really quickly. And uh, at night, I was like behind closed doors learning about cannabis. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and I thought to myself, if I could ever combine those two worlds, it would, it would be just a dream come true. Right. Uh, so went out to Silicon Valley, worked for a consulting company uh, called McKinsey for a while. And I was really like, this consulting company, a bunch of smart people in a room, and they're like, we're gonna study this industry very deep. And uh, I was fortunate enough to study kind of the online marketplace. Yep. I got to study Amazon, Grubhub, OpenTable, Uber, 1-800-Flowers, you name it. I probably studied it. And I realized that the way people shop online for cannabis, I mean, was very different than the way they shopped online for stuff on Amazon, on Grubhub, right. et cetera. And I thought, hmm, the more this gets legal, the more new entrants are going to come into the space, and the new people that come into the space are not are going to want to shop for their cannabis like they shop for their burritos on Grubhub or mm -hmm. their rooms on Airbnb. They want to read the reviews. They want to be able to compare by price. They essentially want to have the purchasing power. So we figured out a way to do it. Um, my brother's a co-founder of mine out of MIT and he's a really smart computer science guy. And uh, we figured out a, a, a patented way to really make e-commerce automatic for dispensaries. And um, yeah. we haven't looked back since, man. That's sweet. Yeah. That's what kind of got us into the industry also is we didn't see like, oh, people are going to order the same way. But right. We just saw like, this is going to be legal. Right. It's, everything's pointing towards that. And there's just so much open landscape and it's just like the wild west on the internet. So if you can get there and you can have like your thing. Yeah, exactly. You're going to be okay when, when it starts to develop. That's it. Yeah. And that's, I think that's a key point you hit on is like, just pick your th one thing. You don't have to. Dude, there's plenty of space for everybody. Right. You don't have to try to be everything all at once to everyone. Mm -hmm. um, you see some companies trying to do that, and, and in my opinion, when once you do that, you can't. You're never offering the best solution for one one little piece. And so we said, okay, what piece do we want to help this industry with? And we said, e-commerce. So that's the only thing we do. Definitely. Yeah. And I think what's really cool about your thing is it's free. It's free. Which is when Tim told me that. Yeah. That, that I was like, what? Like. Because he showed me the whole software, he yeah, ran yeah. me through everything. I was like, this kicks ass. Yeah. And I was expecting, we work with HubSpot. Cool. And I'm like, it's, it's going to be slow company. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, I was like, it's going to be like 300 bucks a month, 1,000 bucks a month. And he's like, yeah. And I, like, I literally just go get to sell a free product. Yeah, it's pretty Shut good for him. Up, I know, man. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, he, he's, a, he's, a, he's a great salesman. And um, I mean, he could sell anything. And we think we have a pretty easy product to sell. So it's, uh, yeah. That's a good business model. Definitely. Yeah. So I got two questions on top of my head right yeah, now. Yeah, please. First one is, what's it like working with your brother? Mm. Is that cool or is it it's something? It's really cool, man. Yeah? It's really cool. So my brother and I, we're about six, seven years apart. We were always very, very close growing up. And then I left pretty much at 18 to go into the Army. Mm -hmm. Never looked back. Um, and he was 12 at the time, 12, 11. So when I came back, I was 29 years old. He was now, what, 23, 24. Mm -hmm. You know, he's a young man. I kind of still treated him like a younger brother. And now we've developed into peers and it's been awesome to kind of see his strengths and see him grow. And I'm sure he will say the same thing about me and 
there's that element of trust and love that transcends like any business relationship. So right. we can get very honest with each other and, and really uncover the best solution for the company cool. together. And you guys both wrestled, right? We both wrestled. He was a lot better than I was. I did. I still have to cheat to win. Um, well, you got big brother strength. Yeah, I feel like that's I know. What it comes I know his weaknesses. Yeah. you know. But he was a really prolific high school wrestler. He, you know, I think he has his singlet like framed hanging up in Newton South. Really? He's yeah. that good? Yeah, he's pretty oh, good. Oh, damn. Yeah, he's good. That's sick. Yeah. All right, so that's I'm gonna take cool. all the credit for it, though. Yeah, for just yeah. beating his ass yeah. when he was younger. <laughs> So my brother is 10 years older than me, and he oh, kind of yeah, had yeah. the same thing where, like, he didn't go off to the military, but he was a huge hockey player. Mm. So in high school, he went to private high school. Right. And so he was out in western Massachusetts when I was, like, 10, 11, 12. Right. And then he went off to college, and then he came home, and I went off to college. Right. So there was, like, literally 12 years where we were just seeing each other during vacations and stuff. Yeah. Which is super interesting, but now we're like we're homies. Yeah, we kind of have this cool. like, newfound appreciation. Yeah, you're yeah. both grown men, and like you have your own lives and your own interests, but it's like real tight, cool, supportive friendship. Right, that's cool. Yeah, it's that's awesome, man. Yeah, and now our sister works with us too. So that was your sister at the booth. yeah, Alexandra. Cool. Yeah, it's yeah, a family I, affair. I thought Tim said that, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, yeah. Tim went to high school with us at Newton South. We have Ben Green from Newton South. We got. Pretty You're much. just recruiting the whole Newton South squad. Man. Yeah. Huh? yeah, yeah. Are, is, was Ben a wrestler too? He was. So you just got the wrestling team. That's it. You just That's know it. they work hard and you're like, these That's guys are going to kick ass. They'll do whatever it takes. And, That's um, sick. Yeah, tough, tough group. Cool. Yeah, it's good. So you're working with your brother. Yep. Now you're at this spot where your software is launched. You're going out and trying to find all these dispensaries yep. to use your product. What do you see as like your next couple steps in mm. one, like getting these dispensaries on? And then once you have like the amount of dispensaries you have on, what's your plan after that? Great question. So I, <clears throat> if you think about why you go to Netflix every time you're like, oh, I want to watch a movie. Where are you going to go? You're going to go to Netflix. Mm -hmm. Usually you're like, oh, I want to buy something. You're probably going to go to Amazon. Mm -hmm. Oh, if I want to find a song, you're going to go to Spotify. Yep. Uh, and so we analyze this and we're like, why? Does everybody go to the same aggregator eventually, right? Right. And so we think it's it's really two things. One is you know that when you go to Amazon, they're going to have every single product that you've ever heard of. You know when you go to Netflix, they're going to have every single documentary you've ever heard of. Same with Spotify with the songs. Grubhub with restaurants. And so for us, that's the first step. It's like, hey, let's provide really like variety. And now we've built about a, an online cannabis catalog that's 60,000 products. 60,000? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, pretty big. Um, we think we can, you know, triple, quadruple that here pretty soon. But that's the number one thing. We, I want to make sure that, uh, hey, I got to find a product or a brand or a category. Where am I going to go? I'm going to go to iheartjane.com right. because I know they're at least going to have that and I can mm -hmm. read about it. The second piece why you always go back to these aggregators is because they tend to know you better than you know your own self sometimes, yep. right? Based on how you watch movies on Netflix, they're going to put certain movies in front of you. Based on how what music you listen to, Spotify does an unbelievable job of curating. Amazon is the best at it. Hey, those who bought this also buy that. Right. So now imagine if you're looking for a CBD topical cream, you're a military vet, you don't like to smoke, but you got you know body issues, you use it during nighttime. Wouldn't it be cool to be like, hey, other people like me, yep, exactly like me, who are in Boston, buy these products from these local vendors. 
we would like to do the exact same thing. Sweet. Yeah, or, hey, if you bought this product, did you know that 70% of people who buy this product also buy these things? Which would be really cool when you talk, start, start thinking about cannabis as medicine and, right. um, you know, I, I love learning about new effective products and I think that's our next step is to develop and earn the trust of the consumer. Um, and also continue to build out the best service for our for our dispensary partners. Definitely. Yeah, I think that's really cool. Um, speaking on CBD. Yeah. So I, we can't sell pot online sure. yet. Technically, you, you can. You found the ways to do yeah. it, right? <laughs> but so like CBD, you can ship legally across yeah, the United States. Yeah, hemp based CBD. You yeah. got it. So that's what we put on our site now because we're like we just want to have something to sell. Sure. And a few of my buddies hit me up. One of them had ACL surgery yep. and he got infected and it was all sorts oh. of messed up. So he's like, dude, can I get some cream? So I gave him cream and like this topical rub. And he's like, this is the one thing that just kills the pain. He's like, for two or three hours after I rub this stuff on, it's, it's gone. It's amazing. And like, I have a hard time thinking like, and I understand why people have a hard time being like, oh, CBD works. Right. But I was here at uh, a different convention last year. Yeah. My back was killing me from walking around. Yeah. And this dude was like, dude, try this. And he dropped CBD into my water. I drank it 15 minutes later, nothing. That's amazing. And at that point, I was like, I'm in. Yeah. I knew. Right. I was convinced. Right. That's it. Yeah. I think you hit on a key point. It's like, the skeptics usually haven't tried cannabis. Right. I was a skeptic. Mm -hmm. Right? I was like, no way. And then it's not until you try it, and it's not for everybody. You might try and be like, nah, you know what? Like, I don't drink coffee. I like tea. Right. It's not for me. But um, until you try it or until you talk to people like yourself who are like, hey, I actually try this really helps me then I think then you can start making an informed, educated decision. Yeah. But if you're just taking whatever the media says or government or whatever fear-mongering is going on without actually doing real research and talking to, to real people, real patients, mm -hmm. then um, I think, you know, whatever decision you make will be pretty short-sighted. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right, so that's kind of sick. So you're, you're going... More like, I guess it's big data, right? Like, yeah. you're going to gather all this stuff, and but it's going to help everyone. Just like on Amazon, they know exactly what yeah. you also need. Yeah. And for like someone who likes pot, they're going to be like, oh, if you liked Blue Dream, you're also going to like these three types of pot. You got it. And I, that's sweet because when sometimes I'll smoke pot, I'll be like, that was dope. Like, I like this way better. But then one, I'll like forget right. what the hell it was. Right. Or I won't like, I can't, I can't find it again. Or, or you'll be like, oh, I really like, you know, this like harlequin the strain but you like the actual harlequin that's grown by this grower with this genetics yeah. you know that's what you in distributed by or retailed by this company that's what it is you know i love pizza yeah but i don't treat pizza all the same like when i'm online looking for what pizza parlor i should go to i want to know what other people in the local area have to say about this pizza like what's in the ingredients why do they like it all right, that's the pizza I want. And that's what we're trying to enable. Got you. Yeah. That's cool. One of the things I noticed about your software is when you like go through the ordering process, yeah. it looks like you have the Domino's pizza tracker. That's it, man. There. And that's, that's like the coolest thing ever. It's cool, right? Yeah. Like Domino's does an unbelievable job. Like your pizza's now in the oven. Your pizza's now getting in the car. It's like, mm -hmm. cool. I know exactly where I need to be in 14 minutes. Yeah. This dude's going to drive up and drop it off. And it's going to be a perfect experience. And there's no reason why you can't do that with your medicine, right? You know, to have that every step of the way from both sides, the consumer knows exactly where he or she needs to be. And also the retailer is kind of in the driver's seat saying, hey, it's ready at this time, or hey, it's not ready yet, don't come in. 
Gotcha. And it's it's really automatic. It's good. You like cool. it. All right. So outside of iHeartJane, you guys live in California right now. Santa right? Cruz, man. Santa Cruz. And you went out there so you can surf. Surf. We it was like great surf. Probably some of the best cannabis in the world, and like pretty close to Silicon Valley, just close enough. Not yeah. too close, but just close enough. We're like, that's, we gotta go out there. That's the spot. That's the spot for that's now. That's sick. Yeah. So I just went down to Costa Rica last, oh, sick. in well, April. Where in Costa Rica? Santa Teresa. Nice. Yeah. So that's where Brady actually has his house. Oh, no way. Yeah. Did you say hi to him? He wasn't there. <laughs> I was bummed, dude. Cause, so my buddy's cousin lives down there, and he said that if you go, and like during the off season, there's like a really good shot. Brady will be there. No way. And I was like, yo, I get to throw a football with Tom Brady. My life will be complete. Share <laughs> like, away yeah. with him. Shock up. Right? So, uh, so I hear you go out to California and like you got the sweet company. You go out there to surf in your Silicon Valley. That's the fucking dream. Yeah, man. You got it down pretty good. Yeah. And that's, you know, and for me, and it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. You know, in the army, you're kind of trained to just do what people tell you to do. You just got to do it. It's just, or else it's not going to work out. Um, and so you train yourself to just kind of not ask questions and go and execute. And uh, I got out of the service, and I think a lot of veterans find themselves just trying to be told what to do, where to go next. Okay, get my MBA, go to, to Wall Street. Okay, but very few times, you know, they're they're great problem solvers, but they're never really told to just say, hey, creatively solve this problem. Right. There are no rules. And um, starting your company like shows you that, right? Like, right. oh man, I can take something from nothing. What else can't I do? Oh, I want to go, I want to go throw a football with Tom Brady. Right. If you really <laughs> wanted to go do it, you could figure that out. Mm -hmm. You know? Uh, I want to go move to California. You know, I quit a corporate job, making decent money. I wasn't making any money, and I thought my world was going to collapse, and I realized, like, shit, I actually don't don't need a lot of money to enjoy my life. I just need to surf and be able to hang out with my friends and family and, right. and put my passions, you know, really apply my passions. Then I'm a happy guy. Cool. You know, so that's it. Yeah. So I'll, we'll end on two questions. Okay. And they're very related to what we are just talking All about. All right. First is, what's your advice to someone who's thinking about entering the cannabis space yeah. who might be hesitant because of the stigma that is mm, marijuana? That's a fair question, right? Ask yourself the question, does your love of cannabis or your love of solving a particular problem outweigh the fact that, I don't know, your priest or rabbi or teacher or guidance counselor is going to judge you, right? At some point in your life, you're going to have to say, screw it. I'm going to do what I love to do. I'm going to do what I believe in. And those that judge me for it mm -hmm. aren't really my friends, family, mentors. Got you. I feel the same way. That's, That's it. a great answer. Yeah. Next question, if you could tell little Socrates mm. something, one piece of advice that you know like would have changed something or like, hey, it's just gonna be okay, man, chill, what would you tell younger Socrates? It's gonna be okay, man. Yeah? Chill. <laughs> yeah. Chill. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I've, I've been in situations in life where I thought, this is it, this is like, it's never gonna get any better. You know, I'm in a, lost some friends in the army or didn't get a certain job that I wanted, whatever it was, um, you're like, my life is over. Right. And yeah. then how many times do you look back and be like, holy shit, thank God that happened. Yeah. Because if it wasn't for that, you start connecting the dots, then I wouldn't be where I am today. Mm -hmm. So as a young kid, you know, 
if I don't get into the school, I don't get this grade, I don't, you know, whatever, get this job, you think it's, uh, it's the end of the world, but then you realize, you know, your, your older self could go back in time and be like, hey man, everything's gonna be okay, just chill, yep. it will work out. Gotcha. That's it. Cool. Yeah, man. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on. Thanks, man. Yeah. Really appreciate it. Yeah, this is good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Cool. So this is Socrates from iHeartJane. You can find him at? iHeartJane.com. Uh, find and order and shop for your favorite cannabis products from local dispensaries to you. Oh, yeah. And it's, I think on Instagram, it's underscore iHeartJane. You got it. Yeah. At underscore at iHeartJane. Uh, if you want to shoot us a, an email, it's info at iHeartJane. Reach out to us. We love hearing from our yeah. fans. They're friendly. They'll talk to you. We will. Cool. Peace out. Hey, yo, the flash motherfucker in the boom. Yeah, you know it's me. Bitches hating on him because he started out here locally. Hopefully, I'll be at the top soon. For now, I'm on my couch. Why my house? Watching cartoons. Shit. Socrates is the man. Socrates is the man. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. We got a bunch more. Check them out. U.S. Marijuana Dispensaries Podcast. I want to give a shout out to our sponsors. It's Jim's Deli, man. Jim's Deli in Brighton. They got chicken pot pie only on Mondays, maybe on Thursdays. But if you can get there on one of those goddamn days, do it and order the chicken pot pie. They also have all sorts of breakfast burritos. They got brisket, mac and cheese. Fuck, they got everything. Shouts to Jim's. Respect. Much respect. Thanks for tuning in, people. We love you. Why these haters getting mad? That's why all my bitches bad. They see this crazy life I have in A&R. We gon' win. You can take the loser draw. What I'm in. Got these hoes who used to play me in they bras. We gon' take over the world. Why these haters getting mad? Take over the world. Why these haters get mad? That's why all my bitches bad. They